Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And we're covering a topic today that we covered not too long ago. We, it's a problem of fraud and the problem is growing exponentially. And it's really important that, that you, that brokers in Washington state understand how rampant this fraud scheme is because you are the first line of defense to derail the fraud scheme. And here's what's happening. Vacant land, raw land, and in some cases, vacant houses, brokers are receiving phone calls from the seller. And I'm putting it in air quotes because it's not really the seller. It's not really the property owner. It is somebody pretending to be the property owner. They've gone online. They've researched the property owner's name, where they're from. Uh, they mimic an email address that looks like it could be this person. So if Sarah Smith is the property owner, the, the fraudster will come up with an email address that's something like sarah.smith at gmail.com or something like that. So it looks like it's Sarah Smith. They are able to route their phone so that it looks like they're calling from a 206 or a 253 or a 509 or a 425 area code. So it feels like it's a phone call that's, that is from somebody who might have a cell phone from our area. And what the caller will usually say is that they want to list the property. They're looking for an MVA. They are overseas temporarily, uh, but they would like to sell the property. And when you get back to them with a market value analysis, they will almost always want to list the property on the low side of value because they'll tell you there's some sense of urgency about it. All of them have different reasons for why the sale is urgent, but it is all, almost always an urgent sale. When this pattern was first developing, uh, one of the solutions that the industry created was to ask the caller to forward a copy of their driver's license or passport or some kind of identifying information, and that stopped the fraud in the beginning. Now we're hearing that the, the fraudsters are simply coming up with photocopies of driver's licenses that look like they would be in our example, Sarah Smith's driver's license or passport or whatever that document may be. There was also um, the ability to say, we need to talk to you on the phone. And if the seller refused to talk on the phone, which many of them did, then that was a red flag that this might be fraud. Now we're hearing that the bad guys are having voice conversations with brokers using artificial intelligence. And it appears that the broker is talking to a real human being, uh, you know, an English, native, native English speaking human being located just in a foreign country. And in reality, they're talking through artificial, they're talking, they're hearing a voice through artificial intelligence. We have seen too many of these transactions close across the, the state. And, and when that happens, somebody is damaged. Title companies are paying settlements to buyers, but in the process, uh, the buyer may still may not be made whole. Buyers are closing on the property and then moving forward with septic installations or, or additional feasibility studies or having plans drawn to have buildings constructed on the land, and that money may not be recoverable from the title insurance company. We're having scenarios where brokers are asked to disgorge or give back 
their commissions that the brokers feel like I did everything I could do, I had to do to earn this compensation, and yet I'm being asked to give it back. Do I really have to give it back? It's a question I'm going to leave hanging out there. Uh, I, I can't answer that question for you, but it is something that you would have to follow up with probably your firm's lawyer if that question were asked of you. And so <clears throat> ultimately, what can you do to prevent the fraud? And here's the two things that I'm hearing from title companies recently, that when they put this requirement on the seller, uh, or when this happens within the transaction, this is a good way of being able to filter out legitimate sellers from fraudulent sellers. The first is that a letter needs to be mailed to the true owner of the property at the address identified by the county as the, as the owner's tax recorded records. So if you're going to list this property and it, and it is raw land or a vacant house and the seller says that they are temporarily located overseas or sometimes in, in one case I've heard, they're just, they're in, in the continental US but they're on the other side of the continent. So they're far away um, even if they're stateside. Uh, mail a letter to the resident to the address identified as the tax record address for the true owner of the property and and just confirm in writing that i have been asked by you to to list your property for sale if if that's not the case please reach out to me immediately you can explain that there's fraud in the industry and you don't want to market this person's property for sale if they aren't really trying to sell it be candid with them about what's happening. And, and if it is really them, then they shouldn't be offended by you reaching out to them. If it's not really them, then, then you will have saved yourself resources, uh, time, emotional energy, and you will have saved buyers and buyer brokers and even the seller and the title company the same thing. The other solution that we're hearing, and this, however, gets you all the way down to closing, potentially before you get the, the real answer as to whether or not the seller is legitimate. When a title company says to a person who is in a foreign country, you may not provide your own remote notary. You must use the remote notary provided to you by our title company, or you have to take yourself to the American consulate and show your ID at the American consulate. You have to sign seller, located in a foreign country, by one of those two ways, you're closing documents. And if the seller pushes back and says, no, 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 I have my own notary. I don't need your notary. I don't want to pay for your notary. Then title company is not going to close that transaction. Uh, and you will be wasting your efforts if you work with that seller leading yourself up to the closing table. So early in the transaction, you can let the seller know that this is going to be a requirement of title that they are going that the seller is going to have to sign with this with a title company's remote notary or at the American consulate in their country. Also send that letter to the true owner of the property at the tax record address. Those are the two most reliable at least for right now uh, ways to disrupt the fraud. If you have questions on this topic or any other, please log on to warealtor.org. Follow the links to the legal hotline and then click on ask a question. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.